I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm, I'm here uh, to tell the truth about the Biden-Harris record and also compare and contrast Ron DeSantis's record and the Republican Party's record as a point of contrast that's as different as daylight and darkness. You want to bring us back to a pre-1960s world, America in reverse. Uh, you want to roll back hard-earned national rights on voting rights, on civil rights, on LGBTQ rights, on women's rights, not just access to abortion, but also access to contraception. You want to weaponize grievance. You are focusing on false separateness. You in particular, Ron, are on a banning binge, a cultural purge, intimidating and humiliating people you disagree with. You and President Trump are really trying to light democracy on fire. So, Sean, there are profound differences tonight, and I look forward to engaging them. But there's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. Pick a window. This is the Demonstrate Media Network. The left show is not intended for youngsters. It's not intended for the sensitive. It's certainly not intended for right wingers. Use your own discretion. Awful sweary. Me pull a rabbit out of my hat again. Must, must leave. Bristol, no doubt about it. I gotta get another hat. Now, here's something we hope you'll really like. You know who the best looking person sitting up there was? Who was it with the cowboy hat? No, J.M. Bell. J.M. Bell. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Does he hosts a podcast. <laughs> well, he, he was good looking. Pompous, stuck-up, snot-nosed, giant, twerp, scumbag, fuck-faced, dickhead, asshole! You're listening to the world's greatest political podcast, The Left Show. It's me, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hey, buddy. Hi. Joining me this week, J.C. Carter. Hey there. Taylor Stapleton. Hello. Howdy. All right, I'm done with that voice. Uh, well, I guess I'm not. Here it is. It's so gross. <laughs> it's still here. I thought I was doing that on purpose, and apparently this is just how I talk today. Um, how's everybody's week been? It's been okay. Yeah, it's been yeah. good. Oh, okay. I'll just like jump right in. I had a shit week. Go on. <laughs> I thought we were all going to complain, but apparently it's just me. Uh, no, uh, Tiffany was in the hospital all week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why, for those of you that are paying attention, there was no, I told you so last week, because she uh, was in the hospital. We thought she was going in for an issue with kidney stones, and she went from the the one kind of outpatient emergency room over on that way, and they're like, holy shit. You're going to the hospital, and they threw in an ambulance, and they ran out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. At which point, everything just screeched to a halt, mm-hmm. and we were handed a whole stack of questions on what the hell exactly is wrong. And they let her go with a "could be this, could be that." Go see another doctor. <laughs> go see another doctor. Yeah, yeah. So they kept her what almost six days, and then. 
bumped it off to Future Doctor. Mm-hmm. So I've got her home. I've got her medicated. Um, you know, just trying to hopefully the pain will go away soon. But yeah, you were you were asking Taylor. No, I I I didn't take any time off work. That's that's not how my life works right now. <laughs> I know, but I was hoping maybe. Yeah, you don't get to take time off. The, you either you either you either take time off and don't get paid, or they make you take time off, like I'm going yeah. through right now, where you also don't get paid unless you have. PTO saved up, which I don't because it got used up over the summer. Um, I got a, a, a job offer texted <laughs> to me. Yeah. Tell Taylor about this. Uh, job offer for a writer editor at Goldman Sachs. Oh. Paying nineteen seventy five an hour. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I texted back. I said, uh, I bill at 50 and I would think a, comp- a Fortune 500 company like Goldman Sachs could pay better than 19 bucks an hour. So no thank you. Yeah. They are going to find somebody to pay that, though. Yep. Oh, they'll find somebody who'll take that job. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. It. Yep. yeah. They but won't be very not, old. Nope. And it's going to be a gig, so it'll be over with before it even started for, some, for somebody. Yeah, that's about um, all the nibbles I've had on my res lately, too, are like... Mm-hmm. I need somebody for six weeks. I need somebody for eight weeks. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I can't I can't rearrange my entire fucking life for that particular kind of a gig. You know, mm-hmm. if they need me nine to five, if I could do it from five to ten every morning, I'd be fine. That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then my week ended with a doctor's appointment. So always fun. Rectum. Hardly knew yeah. him. Holy, hardly knew him. Now, I was told I, I'm past due for my uh, my probe, but I said, you know I'm self-insured. He goes, oh, okay. Well, when you're ready to pay for it, I'm like, yeah, when I've got a few thousand laying around to pay for a, uh, a rectal That's exam. Oh. Yeah, a, a colon colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. I'll tell you what, buddy. It sucks. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. Getting ready for it is no fun at all. Yep. But you will get to have the biggest, longest, most satisfying fart of your life after you get it done. <laughs> Nothing will come close to that feeling will come close. of deflation. Yeah. Because you're just walking around in painful discomfort, and then all of a sudden, after about 30 seconds, you're not. You're not. <laughs> a good 30-second fart. Oh, how crazy a would that really be? A really long fart. Yep. yep. That is a very long fart. So, I figured uh, out... Yeah, they, so they... they they wanted to put me on an arth- on. I said, I, I've got arthritis. And they said, yeah, we don't want to put you on a regular arthritis medicine. That harms your kidneys and your liver. They said, Celebrex doesn't affect it at all. I said, uh, I've seen commercials for Celebrex. That's not going to be affordable. I said, unless it's available in Canada. And the doctor was like, wait, Canada? I'm like, yeah, I can order things through Canada Drugs Direct. This show not brought to you by Canada Drugs Direct, but it should be. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I looked it up and it was like fifty five bucks for a bottle of pills. I think it was like a sixty day supply or a sixty pill supply or something or more than that. It was like it's a lot more than that. Nice. And the doctor's like, Do, yeah. I'm like, write me a prescription. I'll send it up to him and get the pills. So now I got to wait for the pills to get some relief. But Wait, yeah. you can do that. You could just go to Canada and not Canada and get them. Yep, anything non-perishable. Like what I tried fuck? to get Jeff, I tried to get Jeff to do it, but um, the big drug that is, the big expensive drug for him is insulin, and they can't ship that. 
Because you got to wait about six to eight weeks for it to get to you. Oh, okay. I don't have the patience for that. Well, so actually, I don't have the the prescription yeah. ability for that. Well, you order order it while you you know, like renew your prescription and then order from Canada at the same time. So by the time your prescription is done, you get it. Like I had, my insurance company when I had an insurance company had me on a limit of thirty days for every pill. Like a one month, they would only let me do a one month, and the doctor's like, "Can I do a three month?" You know, for like blood pressure medicine, and they're like, "No, it's got to be one month." I was like, "That's why I don't have insurance anymore." Uh, one of the it? reasons. What is it, Adderall? Yeah, but anyway, the uh, go to Canada Drugs Direct, and they'll just have to the doctor just you just have to get the prescription from your doctor, send it to them, and then they send it to you. But like I said, it takes six to eight weeks to get it. That's how I do my very expensive inhaler. For my oh, asthma, inhalers are really expensive. Which I I do two puffs of that in the morning, and I don't have a, and most of the time I I don't I never have asthma attacks. I rarely have asthma symptoms. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, that's something. I found out how I'm gonna die. Mm. Peppermint oh. peppermint um, pretzel slims from Trader Joe's. My sister brought a bag last night and it set it down and I opened it up and had one and 20 minutes later the bag was gone. It was empty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my blood sugar was intolerable this morning. <laughs> the A1C was not was not a was not something you wanted to see. <laughs> nope. Nope. Now I'm doing that tomorrow. Yep. So, speaking of I don't know. I can't do this one. This is this. There's no transition to go from what we were talking to to where we're at now. Yeah. And basically, I need to state up front: there's no kink shame happening here. No. What right. we are is None. about to be very judgmental about the hypocrisy and the bullshit that certain people do mm-hmm. while they're trying to make it so that other people can't do that thing as well. Exactly. And in this one, Christian Ziegler, Florida GOP chairman, husband of Bridget Ziegler, co-founder of the conservative anti-LGBTQ Moms for Liberty group. You know, the one that uh, that uh, I think the Southern Poverty Law Center called an anti-American hate group. Yep. Um, is under criminal investigation after a sexual battery complaint was filed against him. Um. This was uh, reported by the Florida Center for Government Accountability. Um, But the case is complicated uh, by reports of previously consensual three-way relationship between the victim and both Ziegler's. The specific incident in question allegedly happened in Ziegler's absence. Um, And investigators have executed a search warrant on Christian Ziegler's phone and are conducting forensic analysis. There are also allegations of him secretly recording sexual encounters with the victim. So, you can't read a book, but this lady can bang a lady, and this dude mm-hmm. can bang two ladies, and this either the, lady can bang a, the dude, and then he yeah, beats one the, of them up. sponsor of the Don't Say Gay Bill. She was like yeah. one of the leading sponsors. <laughs> this makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Alejandra Carabello said uh, Bridget Ziegler, um, a Moms for Liberty co-founder and major proponent of the Don't Say Gay Bill, is a closeted bisexual who has threesomes with her husband. The level of hypocrisy here is stunning. 
staggering is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but not surprising. Yeah. You put GOP and same-sex sex scandal with them. It's never surprising. Nope. And yet they're the ones voting against, they're le- trying to legislate against it. Um, a Catholic priest was demoted for allowing a lewd video uh, to be shot in his Brooklyn church. Monsignor Jamie, oh, for fuck's sake, uh, G. Gontiello, yeah, reportedly let uh, pop star Sabrina Carpenter use his Williamsburg parish for blasphemous purposes. <laughs> um, oh, my. Yeah, the clip, which has been viewed 9.7 million times, features a carpenter in a in a in a tool top mm-hmm. and tights it's the dumbest outfit that i have seen yeah like that's just she looks stupid she looks like a three-year-old putting on a ballerina outfit but like the yep. tutu she just pulls it all the way up she looks oh, stupid yeah she pulled the tutu up to her armpits basically yeah, yeah she looks so <laughs> stupid yeah i agree i agree and that's a tool top is what it's called apparently yeah, yeah. uh engaged in faux mourning in contentious situations at Our Lady of Mount Caramel Annunciation Paris, which it says is governed, but I'm guessing was formerly governed by Monsignor <laughs> Jamie uh, Gigantiello. After the video was made public, the Diocese of Brooklyn. I like, I like Gigantiello. Like, he's a porn star as well. Gigantiello. <laughs> uh, hey, I am here to hear your confession. Oh, Father Gigantiello. <laughs> Why is there a hole in the confessional wall? It's um, so you could take communion. Oh, no, I just made myself sick. Okay. <laughs> Why is the communion like yogurt? Greek, Greek yogurt, Greek yogurt. I'm not disgusting. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I'm being disgusting. Anyway, yeah. um, priest... Let hot girl do thing and silly outfit, and now he's in trouble. Uh, the archdiocese um, put out a statement. Uh, the diocese of Brooklyn announced to its dismay and opened an investigation, which pretty much was, "Hey, is that girl dancing in our church? Yeah, we should ask who let her do it." Uh, it it was a me, Gigantello. <laughs> <laughs> She was she was on the reboot of Boy Meets World. Ah, oh, called Boy Meets Girl. She was the version of Sean, like the bad, bad girl, mm-hmm. menace. I don't so know what any a, of that means. It was a lewd video, but not pornographic. No, it was a music video. Yeah, so just lewd. Yeah, just yeah. just lewd. And yeah, sorry, I'm just. I'm over here criticizing the Catholic diocese going, uh, Mary Magdalene? Anybody? Anybody? Hey, Jesus had long hair. What are you going to do? Yeah. We covered that one last Mary, week. Mary uh, Magdalene didn't wear a tool dress. So. I well, did, she I, did in certain situations. I would. <laughs> I could pull that look off. Well, depending on what the client wanted. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point right there. Um, Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, first woman on the Supreme Court, dead at 93. Mm. That's a run. 
That's a good run. Uh-huh. She yeah. uh, died of complications related to advanced dementia, most likely Alzheimer's, and a respiratory mm. illness, um, the court said in a statement. She withdrew from public life in 2018 after she was diagnosed with dementia. Um, Chief Justice John Roberts said in a statement, a daughter of the American Southwest, Sandra Day O'Connor, blazed a historic trail as our nation's first female justice. She met that Mm -hmm. challenge with undaunted determination, indisputable ability, and engaging candor. Uh, We had the Supreme Court mourn the loss of a beloved colleague, a fiercely independent defender of the rule of law, and an eloquent advocate uh, for civics education. And we celebrate her enduring legacy as a true public servant and patriot, just like Clarence Thomas isn't. (laughs) <laughs> oh i oh i read that last part wrong uh it was a period at the end of the sentence ah, I just, that's how it is I just, you know sometimes you just misread a little bit you give a little emphasis where you're not supposed to i get that yeah, yeah i may have taken a morning gummy to try and fight off a headache and it hit me like it was 10 times its regular size <laughs> so but uh yeah um i would say for the most part um you know, there was a lot about her to admire, mm-hmm. uh, but she was also in the majority of the 5-4 case of Bush v. Gore, and we all saw how that turned out. So maybe in our accolades, we remember that it is, to err is human. Mm-hmm. And she did. She did. She well, did. you got to remember who appointed her. Oh, yeah. 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 It was, it was Ronald Wilson Reagan who appointed her. So, yeah, she's... There's always there was always going to be a problem some way down the road some way somewhere down the line. It always comes back to Reagan, man. Worst president ever. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yep. according to the New York Times, um, Israel knew this Hamas attack plan uh, from October more than a year ago. Um, a blueprint reviewed by the Times laid out the attack in detail. Israeli officials dismissed it as aspirational and ignored specific warnings. Gee, that reminds me of something back in 2001. (laughs) 9-11? I won't forget. Yep. Where they said, uh, the the Clinton administration said, here's all the information you need on bin Laden. He is a major threat. And they're like, we don't don't see him as a threat. We see Saddam Hussein as a threat. We're going to ignore oh, oh, all this. Oh, my buddy, my buddy yeah. Benny over there. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Oh, well, he could never. Him and Dick are buddies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wrong that's Dick. the other one. When we, we're going to talk about <laughs> it later. But Benny somebody Dick. died this week that should have been Dick Cheney, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, they should have yeah. gone together. If hell can't <laughs> open a doorway that big. Mm-hmm. what's hell's point and purpose yeah exactly you know what i mean so yeah we'll deal with that but for now uh we're up against the break let's take it and when we get back on the other side uh some good stuff yeah when you're high you feel different you think different you talk different you draw different you listen to music different you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. 
Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey folks, Jeff here. And Taylor. And Tiffany. I just wanted to talk to you for a second about Patreon. At Patreon, you get special content every week that we record. We do a show on Patreon just for you, the listener. Now, what do we get in exchange for that? Cash money. (laughs) We're not rappers. I don't know what to do that. (laughs) Cash money. Money rules everything around us. It really does. It absolutely does. Including the cost to host these shows. That's all this pays for. We don't do anything else fun with it because we still don't make enough in Patreon to cover the cost of hosting the show. Hmm. So why don't you join us? It's a lot of fun. We're a little more inappropriate. We're a little more ribald. We're a little more risible. Sometimes we're a little more high. Yes. Definitely more high. Definitely more high. So join us over at patreon.com slash dfenmedia. Patreon.com D-E-F-E-N media. you are still listening to The Left Show. All right, then. Here's some more of that, I suppose. What I should have done is queued up the music for Roll Out the Barrel. We'll have a barrel of fun. Followed with an overlay, like a smash-up of Celebration by Cool and the Gang. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure somebody can do it. Uh, But Henry Kissinger... uh, Oh, what did Rolling Stone say? Um, the upper echelon's favorite war criminal is yeah. dead at the age of 100 and somehow didn't manage to take Dick Cheney with him. <laughs> um, yeah, Henry Kissinger, the most powerful U.S. diplomat of the Cold War era who helped Washington open up to China, forge arms control deals with the Soviet Union, and end the Vietnam War, you know, in which he actually orchestrated all the parts of the Vietnam War that happened outside of Vietnam, especially Cambodia. Um, I was going to say, the perpetrator of the Sunday bombing. Yeah. 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 Uh, but who was reviled by critics over human rights is dead at the age of 100. And this, uh-huh. is, when, this is when it takes, the beat drops. Right? And then we go into celebration with a good, hard EDM backbeat because he's dead at the age of 100. He made it to a <laughs> hundred. This is why technology is bad in some cases because he should have died a long time ago. Oh, medical and tech. Was, well, yeah, med tech was just keeping him alive. It's like, stop it. I think he was just so well aware of, you know, what his afterlife was going to be. He was trying to avoid it as much as long as he could. <laughs> well, it just depends when you bathe in the blood of virgins. You know, yeah. what's the what's the wear off time? What's the half life of that particular spell? You know what I mean? Well, it on, I mean, if he was continuing to bathe in the blood of virgins up into a few years ago. Yeah. He's, Is it weekly, monthly, yearly, daily? You know, I mean, he's Kissinger. He's got to have mm-hmm. bodies in the basement. You know, it just ones. But uh, yeah, it, Kissinger. Uh, some people liked him. Some people hated him. I think he was a war criminal. Um, Mm -hmm. Anthony Bourdain hated his fucking guts because of what he did in Cambodia. Yep. You know, so... We wouldn't have the Khmer Rouge if it wasn't for... Yeah. Kissinger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, what did Ford say about him? He had the thinnest skin of any public figure he ever knew. (laughs) 
And yeah, Ford kept him on. You... Well, so did Harvard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say. I'm so tired. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the inmate who stabbed Derek Chauvin, we now know 22 times. Yay. <laughs> What's up, you, you candy ass? You couldn't get him five more? Round that up to an even 30? Slacker? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, because, you know, it's how many, how many, how many shivs does it take to get to the center of a Chauvin Tootsie Pop? Uh, mm-hmm. 22, not quite the answer yet. Wishing it was three. Yep. 22 times by a former gang leader and one time FBI informant who told the investigators he targeted Chauvin, the ex Minneapolis police officer, because of his notoriety for killing George Floyd. Uh, John Terzak was charged with attempted <laughs> murder. That's a long way of saying he needed killing. Yeah. Yeah. He was charged with attempted murder a week after uh, the November 24th attack at the Federal Corrections mm-hmm. Institute in Tucson, which apparently is, you know, where federal criminals uh, go mm-hmm. to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Terzak was already serving a 30-year sentence for crimes committed while a member of the Mexican Mafia prison gang. He told investigators he thought about attacking Chauvin for a month because he's a high-profile inmate, but denied wanting to kill him. I just wanted to poke some holes in him. You know what? If you've already got 30 years, why not a few more and kill Mm -hmm. Chauvin? Yeah. Like, why not just try? I'm already going to be there for 30 years. Be a goddamn hero. I'm just saying, I don't know how to do it. You could put some money on his his little shopping list. That's it. Make Terzak the richest dude in prison. Oh, yeah. for real. How do you yeah. do that? Yeah. I'm looking it up. What's the word? I'm, I'm losing. I've lost the word. Commissary. Commissary. Put some money on his commissary. That's what I'm going to do. It. If I had any money, <laughs> I would do that because that's, that's funny to me. <laughs> that would be hilarious can i write that off on my taxes i don't know <laughs> i feel like it is like well you know on the one hand i feel like yes stabbing was probably the most effective way to take him out but you, you, i just wanted somebody bigger than chauvin to kneel on his neck for how long however long it took george floyd to die nine minutes yeah i mean he's only been in prison for like a little while just wait yeah, yep. how did they kill Dahmer? They got him with a with a mop stick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Turned him into a lollipop. A little bit, man. Yep. It's, it's just. Coming. I think that maybe they're just toying with him. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Just keep him on his toes. Like I don't want to go out there. Yeah, I don't want you dead. <laughs> I just want to hurt you. Just a little. Just a little bit. Make you cry a lot. Cause yeah, that changes. 22 stabbings without killing a guy is either you are really, really bad at stabbing or you are really, really good at stabbing. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know where to stab and not cause a, a fatal wound. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Dude may be teaching a master class. Um, throughout the week, uh, Trump had um, some bad news uh, from several different judges. We're going to focus on this one. And that's the judge rejected Trump's claim of complete immunity. <laughs> Reminding me of Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. 
Mm-hmm. I declare bankruptcy. You can't just declare it. I did. <laughs> you just you can't say it and have it just go away. I didn't say it. I declared it. I wish that was how it worked. You know. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. this is in the 2020 election prosecution. Uh, he's not immune from prosecution in the election interference case. Uh, the federal judge ruled on Friday, knocking down the uh, bid to disrail the case, um, charging him with plotting the overturn of the 2020 presidential elections. You know, this is the same week we had a, we had a problem with uh, Mike Pence and the placement of a comma in his book. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but uh, this is U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, uh, who I believe was appointed by the Trump administration. Um, and uh, their decision amounts to a sharp rejection to challenges uh, of the Trump defense team uh, that they had raised uh, to the four-count indictment in advance of a trial expected to center on Trump's multi-pronged effects to undo the election won by Democrat and President of these United States, Joe (laughs) Biden. (laughs) They wrote that last line wrong, so I fixed it for them. Yes, right. That's right. Yep. Um, But yeah, in her ruling, Chutkin said uh, the office of the president, quote, does not confer a lifelong get out of jail free pass. (laughs) Yay. I dig it. I dig it, especially, you know, considering how she Mm -hmm. got the job. Uh, Chutkin also rejected Trump's claims. The indictment violates the former president's free speech rights. Lawyers for Trump had argued that he was within his First Amendment rights to challenge the outcome of an election and to allege that it had been tainted by fraud. And uh, they accused prosecutors of attempting to criminalize political speech and political advocacy. But Chutkin said, and I quote, it is well established that the First Amendment does not protect speech that is used as the instrument of a crime. Yay! I like this judge. I probably don't want to be in front of him, but I like it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, defendant is not being prosecuted simply for making false statements, but rather for knowingly making false statement in furtherance of a criminal conspiracy and obstructing the electoral process. The shame is, is that the judge is using these these wonderful multisyllabic words that most Trump voters will not know the meaning to, nor how to spell yep. them or how to read them. <laughs> they wouldn't care if they knew any of that though yeah yeah they don't care ah oh, well all right and then the last good thing that happened this week george santos is out of here yes with the majority of the republicans voting for him to stay even after that insane ethics committee report um they put him up. The entire GOP leadership voted against uh, expulsion. I think it's important to note. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's funny. Yep. As um, RuPaul would say, sachet away. I still think, Jeff, I sent you that tweet that someone said he should vote to remove Mike Johnson. Before he oh, was yeah, like, to vacate the speaker seat? Yeah, vacate the speaker yeah. seat. Wouldn't that have been funny? <laughs> go through all of that again. Yep. It would have been so funny. That would have been, been funny as hell. It was. Um, 
Yeah. So let's see. What else we got in Congress? According to a former House parliamentarian, uh, the expulsion uh, opens the seat up and it will be handled the same as a vacancy, um, Mm -hmm. including death or resignation. The House clerk assumes control of the office, makes the decisions on behalf of that office. Uh, It will then decide how Santos's office is cleaned out. Among other steps, his district office remains intact for constituent needs. Um, Mm -hmm. So there will be a special election in New York uh, that has to come not less than 70 or more than 80 days from... um, uh, 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 from the minute he's out, from the minute they, mm-hmm. they bang the gavel. Uh, basically, they've got 10 days. New York has 10 days to announce it. Mm-hmm. And then between 71 and 79 days to hold the election. <laughs> um, so one of the things that was mentioned in the report is that he could easily run for his own seat again. I don't think he's going to have... I don't think he has a chance... No, but, but I could see him doing it. I certainly think he's delusional it. enough. Yeah, he I just totally changed see his name on the ballot to his <laughs> to his real name, Jorge Santos. There yes. you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Now uh, it was a, a Biden district by either fourteen or sixteen points. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Um, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. I guess it depends on how many of each party run, splitting the vote in how many directions. Um, I'm not entirely sure how um, New York holds elections. Do they do preferred candidate? They just do straight ballot. I don't know. I don't know. And the article's not giving exactly how do they do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, What do you guys say? We take another little break. When we come back, we'll talk Mm -hmm. about some money stuff. Completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Greatest comic book podcast. We remember Dex Carvey, Francis Sternhagen, and Shane McGowan. Want to buy an X-wing model? Do I ever? What's her name? In movie pictures, Bob Iger is throwing blame. It's better than when he throws poop. <laughs> is, the grand, is the grand tour over? Cretton is out for the next Avengers movie, but he's in for everything else. Comic books. Who is Batman's long lost daughter? Is it? Is is it me? Red Hood is getting a new miniseries. And Bob Milani is returning for more Ms. Marvel. She's such a delight. I just love her. Preview Berserker, Fallen Empire, Ms. Marvel, The New Mutant, and Titans Beast Wars. All that in Witcher 4. Face front, true believers. It's the world's greatest comic book podcast. Available Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere. That podcast can be found. Except that one place. We don't go there. Red Hood may be the worst porn name ever, but Starro was the worst film ever. <laughs> Thank you.
I the show's running fast, so we're gonna end short. <laughs> That's okay. And we just had this delightfully pleasant conversation that absolutely could have padded the show out for a good four minutes. <laughs> and I didn't record a goddamn word of it because I'm professional. Yes. <laughs> you're going through some shit and we can't hit record. So that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, the money news is a little varied this week. So mm-hmm. we may stack some, some yik yap at the end, uh, just because I'm going to burn. I, ha- I have a feeling I'm going to accidentally burn through these, but, um, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, led colleagues Thursday uh, in introducing the Billionaire Income Tax Act legislation to ensure that billionaires start paying their fair share in taxes. I'm about to say a bunch of names, and I apologize. Wyden is joined by uh, Stab Me Now. Stab me now. Like stab me now. By stab now, uh, Casey, Elizabeth Warren, Brian Sh- uh, Schatz. Uh, he's the he's the Hawaiian dude. Uh, Hirono, also out of Hawaii. Tammy Baldwin, mm-hmm. Sherrod Brown, Bernie Sanders, Jeff Merkley, uh, John Fetterman, Tina Smith, Peter Welsh, Jack Reed, Ed Markey. Uh, have all signed on to introduce the bill. I'm reading the quote from them now. America's tax code is riddled with loopholes that allow the ultra-wealthy to get away without paying their fair share, while working Mm -hmm. families uh, have to play by a different set of rules and pay taxes out of each paycheck. Uh, You can only have a successful economy if you have a tax code that treats everyone fairly. Uh, Mm -hmm. My billionaire's income tax... Uh, we'll make that a reality by ensuring that those at the very top pay their fair share, just like the rest of us. I'd say it feels like an unfair share I'm paying. Oh, it's totally an unfair share that we're paying at our yep. levels. Um, no, it should, and I they they're not specific about it except trying to get away from the the buy, borrow, die um, ways that billionaires get out of paying taxes, but. Yep. Me, you know, they're saying, well, you know, anybody who is has a billion dollars or makes more than a hundred million in income for three consecutive years, and I'm like, but you're not telling me what you're going to take. In my opinion, it should be anything over. If you have a uh, billion dollars in assets, every asset over one billion dollars um, is taxed to one hundred percent. Yeah. Period. I like that, and and there was a there's a meme running around the internet the last few years that once you make nine hundred ninety nine million dollars, uh, you're not allowed to keep anything over that. It all goes to schools and charities, uh, and you mm-hmm. get a little plaque that says "Congratulations, you won capitalism." Yep. I like you've that. Won cap- you've won the game of capitalism. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, there was something about Dolly Parton trending yesterday. I don't know what was going on, but uh, that she would be a billionaire, but she keeps giving her money away. That's a big one. Is she would be a billionaire, and yet she's constantly giving it to charity and making sure people are taken care of. So, yep. I'm like, yeah, if these other billionaires would behave that way, we wouldn't care. Yeah, and say what you will yeah. about Bill Gates, but if he wasn't giving away most <laughs> of his money, he'd be worth more than than Elon right now. You it's know, true. I mean, Very yeah, true. he's down to twenty seven billion. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Hey, Bill. Uh, hi. Hi, <laughs> hi Bill. I can't, 
I, we, we could use a little charity over here, Billy. If you if you need to know, I was the kind of semi-nerdy jock that protected guys like you in high school. Mm-hmm. A grant, please. <laughs> we're also we're also big uh, Microsoft fans, so uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we're kind of forced to be. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> love that Windows Eleven. Uh, mm-hmm. I do actually. I love it quite a lot. I really, I really, I really like Windows Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like you were saying, buy, borrow, and die. It works mm-hmm. that a billionaire uses their wealth to buy assets that appreciate in value, real estate, stocks, artwork, etc., comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, borrow. The individual then borrows against the assets, growing untaxed value uh, to fund their extravagant lifestyle, purchasing yachts, luxurious vacations, expensive art deals, and more. All the mm-hmm. while, the assets continue to go up in value without paying anything in tax. Die. When the individual dies, their assets are passed to their children or other beneficiaries, um, often entirely tax-free, and then that perpetuates the cycle of generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, Senator Whitehouse, whom I really like, uh, says that teachers and firefighters shouldn't be paying a higher tax rate than the ultra-wealthy. It's that simple. Our legislation will level the playing field by closing tax loopholes to ensure the highest earners pay their fair share in taxes. Uh, Senator Stab Me Now, which is the only way I'm ever going to say that for the rest of my life. Uh, it's common sense that billionaires should not pay lower tax rates than teachers, mechanics, and firefighters. Good. We got somebody other than firefighters and teachers. I realize we all love our teachers and our firefighters. Some of us are just wayward retail monkeys. And, you know, we could use a little representation, too. Senator Stab mm-hmm. Me Now! Uh, she said the wealthy need to pay their fair share plain and simple and this legislation will help it happen Um, basically the rest of the article is a one paragraph quote from every other person that signed on to the bill and even though we're running short I'm not reading all of them (laughs) whoever wrote this article can bite me Um, basically grab the signing statements from every one of the senators yep exactly yep (laughs) Now, this one, take it with a grain of salt. And the grain can be as big as a coffee table. I don't give a fuck. Just one grain of salt is what you got to take it with. You know, it could be as big as a house, a White House, for all I care. You know, Mm -hmm. but uh, the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, received illegal money from at least one Russian oligarch. There could be more as Mike Johnson settles in his role as the mysterious Christo-fascist uh, is it Christo or Christo? I like Christo better because it sounds like a bad guy from a 1970s DC comic. Yep. I like oh, no, Christo it's Christo. Because it sounds like Crisco, which is just a bunch of fat. And it makes him extra slippery. Yeah. And greasy. Yeah. Yeah. And greasy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it settles in as his role as the mysterious Christo fascist. Second in line to the presidency, questions have arisen about possible entanglements with the Kremlin. Um, but, you know, uh, in a piece huh? that reads like a spy novel, Newsweek's Ewan Palmer uh, highlighted a scheme that somehow failed to grab the attention of corporate media. Um, Surprise. Yeah, it's a, it's a story about a group of Russian nationals who circumvented U.S. political fundraising laws in order to deliver campaign contributions to a slate of MAGA-entrenched Congress critters. Mm-hmm. One of them is Mike, quote, America is not a democracy, it's a biblical republic, end quote, Johnson. Turns out wait, wait, in... Wait, wait. Yeah? 
It's actually Mike, quote, I watch and monitor my son's porn, end quote, Johnson. Mm Mm-hmm. Word. That's right. Yep. Yep. I don't know. It maybe it's maybe it's you know maybe it's uh, Santos's uh, OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Mm. That would set off an alarm on the phone, wouldn't it? That would yeah. totally set off a phone alarm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think anyone viewing Santos's OnlyFans would it would, should set off a phone alarm. Yeah. In 2018, <laughs> rethink your life. Rethink your life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2018, Johnson received campaign contributions from American Ethane. A company that was 88% owned by three Russian nationals, uh, Nikolaev, Yuryev, and uh, Kunabayev. Uh, he got at least three checks, each for 6100 bucks from the company. Why does that matter? At least one of the Russian owners, oligarch uh, Nikolaev, uh, had deep ties to Putin, even funded a Russian national Maria Batina, who was deported back to Russia after spending 15 months uh, in United States pen, uh, penitentiaries for acting as a Russian foreign agent after cozying up to Republicans, you know, like our guy here. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Byrne? Yep. Patrick? Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah, the Federal uh, Elections Commission, uh, the FCC, could take strict action once the situation presents itself. That's not what happened here in 2018. American ethane was fined only $9,500 in civil penalties penalties for donating to GOP candidates. So, yeah. Is he he a Russian bought and paid for? Is he an agent of a foreign country? You know, uh, what he says right now is that uh, he's all for getting a Ukraine aid package to the floor. He says that he supports the passage. But he voted against the 2022 Ukraine Supplemental Appropriation, voted in favor of Amendment 21 to H.R. Uh, 2670 National Defense Authorization Act, which would have stricken $300 million, uh, for the assistance of Ukraine, voted in favor of mm-hmm. Amendment 22 to 2670, uh, which would have prohibited all security assistance for Ukraine, voted in favor of Amendment 25 to 2670, uh, which would have removed the extension of Lend-Lease authority to Ukraine, uh, and voted against H.R. 5692, Ukraine Security Assistance and Oversight Supplemental Appropriation Act of 2023. Seems to me, Putin's money bought himself. Yeah, it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, I tell you. Yeah. It's KGB. It's KGB. It's it's quack, (laughs) bro. You know, it's funny, after all those decades and decades of the Cold War, Russians fi- Russia finally figured out how to take us down. And they did it so subtly well, over the last eight years, or ten, 12 years. It's been just crazy. Our parents told us that TV was going to rot our brains. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know it was Fox News yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. <sighs> Trump, again, has been flagged for $40 million in undisclosed cash transfers. <laughs> yep. Flagged Best by friend. the watchdog overseeing the Trump organization's finances for transferring $40 million in cash that had not been previously disclosed to the court. Um, 
U.S. District Court Judge uh, Barbara Jones, who was assigned to oversee the financial statements of Trump's company last fall as part of the New York attorney Letitia James $250 million lawsuit against the former president, wrote in a letter to the New Jersey or the New York judge, uh, Arthur N. Gorgon. Go, Gore. I'm going with Gorgon. <laughs> oh, my hell. What is his name? And Goron. That's even worse. Um, is that his porn name? That is. That's his porn I'm name. I'm Arthur and Gorgon. Uh, I'm a judge. In, in Gorgon. <laughs> You're guilty of being hot. That's um, right. Anyway, on Wednesday, that three separate transactions were identified by the court between January and October that had not been properly disclosed. According to the letter, which was shared online by the messenger, the Trump organization is required to disclose all transfers of assets exceeding $5 million to the court. So this was just somebody being lazy. Mm-hmm. Instead of making a series of small transactions less than $5 million, they did it in like three. It's like, I just don't have time for this shit. I <laughs> 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 just... You could just hear Stephen Miller when he takes off his SS uniform and explains how to transfer the money. You know, make sure you do it in very small transactional amounts that will not be covered by the court. That's my Stephen Miller. What do you think? It's very good. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was in the room. I thought it was me too. <laughs> yeah, I had to check behind me, but there's a wall. He could melt out of it. He he'd blend in with it. Yeah, it's a white wall after all. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, I don't know. The transactions include a transfer of $29 million to Trump, which Jones said was used for tax payments. Other transfers in question were used for insurance premiums, as well as $5.5 million payment related to the civil suit brought against Trump by E. Jean Carroll. Carroll was awarded $5 million in damages by a judge in May. So we have discussed with defendants why these transactions were not previously disclosed, and I have not clarified, and the defendants have agreed that all transfers of assets out of the Trump Trust exceeding $5 million must be reported. Just nuts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nuts. Um, so it was Rosalind Carter's mm-hmm. funeral um, this week. And throughout the week, you know, uh, you've heard a lot of inspirational quotes if you watch the same news that I do about just, you know, what an insanely awesome lady she was, how cool she was, how wonderful her marriage was to Jimmy. And the thing I found so touching is that Jimmy Carter, 99 years old, dude's been in hospice since what, May? Mm -hmm. Was it? Um they did. They brought him out. They put him in a wheelchair and brought him to the funeral, which I think is fantastic. I think it's beautiful. Um, he's got a blanket on his legs that is about his wife, about Rosalind. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. That's sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet. Um, I think my favorite line um, at the funeral, I, wa- I don't know if you guys watched it or I didn't, uh, Jimmy's yeah. son uh, welcoming uh, all of the former first ladies, you know, and then, yeah. and then going, you know, what was it? It was, uh, and, uh, also to your lovely husband, 
<laughs> and everybody laughed. But uh, no. Um, yeah. Um, I just I, I keep feeling. Did did, uh, did Melania show up to this funeral? Or yeah, she did. And people complain that she was wearing a gray jacket. It's like fucking chill. She's there. She's not doing anything. Yeah. She wore a jacket. Oh, nobody told her to wear black. It's like, grow up. She went, she was like dressed respectful. She was respectful. Like She actually showed up, which never before. We've had other state funerals that she never showed up to. So, and her, and her, the she and her husband never showed up to when he was sitting president. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I, maybe just maybe she is taking her role as a former first lady more seriously than mm-hmm. she used to. I don't know. Could be, know. could be as they near divorce or his <laughs> untimely end that she's going to try and make amends. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that Rosalind Carter was a classy fucking lady and I'm sorry mm-hmm. that she died. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But well, she made it, uh, she made a long fucking run. She really did. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's a sight to behold. It is, it is laudable, mm-hmm. but, uh, we are at the end of the show. Oh, um, we talk about uh, Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis because that had me lying, like laughing so hard this week. Honestly, because oh, that, that weird debate. Yeah, <laughs> there were there were so many good clips to pull from it. And and I honestly thought this episode was going to run long. Oh, OK, so I, I bumped it. I've got a couple of sound bumpers pulled from it that you guys haven't heard because I'd put them in the post mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, of, of Gavin Newsom being a badass. It and that's so funny. Really what it was. It My favorite is I saw a mashup somebody did on TikTok of all of the different smiles that Ron DeSantis made. <laughs> I, I, oh, my God. He did not have to try and smile. Nobody has told him, like, you don't have to smile. Nobody just smiles during a debate, buddy. Well, somebody told him. Mm-hmm. I know, but he, well, he always does that. He always thinks he has to smile. And he's got a creepy fucking smile. He yes, he Homelander does. Homelander from Boys. From the- <laughs> he really is. With, without the charm. Yeah. <laughs> well. He's so... <sighs> No, but it was, I mean, (laughs) it was a dumb thing. Yeah. There was an interview after and somebody was talking to Gavin Newsom about it. And he's like, seriously, all this does is prove that he's not serious about being president, about wanting Mm -hmm. to be president. Because who would do this? Who would do this? Yeah. He's like, I'm not running for president. Why is somebody running for president? Just talking to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, no, it's, I don't know, it's, we might talk about it uh, next week. I mean, the California-Florida rivalry has been fucking hilarious, um, particularly because it's all Florida that thinks they're rivals with California. Uh, <laughs> Disneyland, Disney World. Yeah. But the fact that, uh, you know, DeSantis started all this calling him out all the time, calling out Newsom all the time. So, yeah, it was just, to do that while he's running for president was a dumb move, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 But that's where we are. So do us a favor, folks. We're going to continue recording over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash Media. D-E-F-E-N media. Um, that's where we go every week that we record and do the special after shows for you, uh, patrons of our Patreon channel. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I want to thank 
Uh, JC, thank you. You're welcome. There we go. Uh, Taylor, thank you so much. Oh, always. Always. Uh, yeah, we will. We'll have to catch get together this week so I can give this to you. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. You're welcome, America. You are welcome, America. We, uh, we're going to Patreon. Uh, that's where we're going to be. Uh, if you're feeling in the holiday spirit, um, I reactivated the GoFundMe for the network. You can get to it at theleftshow.com. Uh, click on the, uh, the uh, Save the Network-a-thon or Begathon, I think it's called. A little mm-hmm. red, white, and blue button there. You know, give us a, give us a little year-end help out, will you? Uh, all the big bills come due in January, and I am already freaking the fuck out about it. So, thanks, gang. Let's all do what the British lady says. If you've made it this far, you might as well join us on Patreon. Patreon.com Media. This episode and more always available at www.theleftshow.com. 